Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. It was a manic Monday yesterday in Philadelphia for the Marlins as the Phillies clobbered Miami 15-3. Thank you for making Marlins Rewind a part of your morning. I'm Steven Strom. Before we go to Kyle, what did we learn yesterday? Look, what did we learn yesterday? We learned that baseball is a beautiful thing. You know why? Because you can play 24 hours later and get this taste out of your mouth. It happens. Even Sandy Alcantara. I mean, there was a million different scenarios that I was thinking on the train going to Philly uh, two days ago, and all of them were positive. There wasn't one situation where I thought Sandy would give up nine runs in a game against the Phillies. It happens. It's 162 games. It's X amount of starts for starting pitchers. Sandy, I thought, had some good stuff. The location was decent, and the Phillies just made uh, great contact and a couple of dribblers too. I mean, sometimes you just have to tip the cap, and that's what happened yesterday in Philadelphia. So, uh, again, beautiful thing is baseball is the next day and the next day and the next day. So hopefully the Marlins can get back on track today. All right, for the recap, here's the radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, fresh off of a shutout of the Twins last Tuesday on 100 pitches, Sandy Alcantara stormed into South Philadelphia tonight looking for maybe his fifth career shutout and 11th complete game. Well, it wouldn't come to be on this. Ended up being a really nice Monday night here in Philadelphia. Um, but this was a bad night for the Marlins because they get pummeled 15-3. to and uh, as we bring Gabby Sanchez back into the mix here, Gabby, Sandy Alcantara allowed the leadoff homer to Jake Cave in the bottom of the third, but then with two outs, the Phillies went single-single walk, double-single-double. Sandy Alcantara works four innings tonight. He allows nine earned runs, the second most he's ever allowed in his career on a career high tying 10 hits one walk and four strikeouts and sandy was cruising through two innings and then it unraveled um i guess kind of your thoughts yeah it's one of those situations where like uh, it just seemed like everything that they were swinging at they were it was finding a hole it was finding an area we even talk about that home run that the cave hit that pitch was in off the plate. It wasn't a strike. It was about a ball and a half in, and he was just able to turn on it on a 98-mile-an-hour sinker. It happens. It's baseball. You're going to have games. If you pitch long enough, 
where these kind of games just kind of happen, where you guys, where guys just swing the bat, it hits off the end, it wrinkles down the third baseline for a hit, you throw your bat out, and it just you couldn't throw it any better to right field. A ball that's in, a guy gets jammed, and it floats over first base. It happens. What's going to be interesting is how Sandy looks at what happened today and works for that next outing. I think he's going to be fine. We all know that he works harder than anybody else on that team. You know that he is not going to be happy with himself by the way that he that the game and the outcome was today. I, I would not want to be the Diamondbacks facing him in his next outing because you know that there's going to be a little extra in the tank for him that game where you might see a lot of triple digits with that fastball. Well, Kevin, into the ball game tonight. His ERA this season through two starts was a 184, and he's going to leave this thing with a balloon ERA of 579. Um, Sandy tonight, for what it's worth, heading into his next start, he only threw 77 pitches, so that's not going to be a concern going into his next start. Do you think at all, Gabby, going the distance in his second start of the season and pitching all nine innings on 100 pitches could have any fatigue or impact or no? No, not with the way that he works, not with what he does and the work that he puts in uh, during his non-starting. So the, the four games, the four days prior before his start, he works harder than anybody else. I've actually seen his workouts. They are two-hour workouts. Right. That's why he's still able to throw 98, 99 miles an hour right. when he is throwing that complete game. And when you, when you look at that game yesterday, or the, the last outing where he threw the complete game, nine innings, he, there was, he was never in any serious jeopardy. He was never had any stressful innings. And people might say, well, every pitch was a stressful pitch because it was only a one nothing lead. But for him, mentally, it wasn't. There was never really guys on base, and it was just attacking the hitters with what he wanted to do. I don't think that that was the reason of why this happened today. Today, it was just one of those days that just did not go his way. Um, elsewhere on the pitching front, it really is worth talking about the job that Devin Smeltzer oh, yeah. did for this team tonight. Four innings of relief. He allowed ten hits, six runs, five earned, one walk, and two strikeouts. You can throw out everything I just said besides that he just soaked up four innings of relief for a team that really needed to, to have within reason the night off out there in the bullpen, and Devin Smeltzer gave that to Skip Schumacher, four innings of relief. Uh, th these are the games here where Skip Schumacher and really the Marlins at the end of the season or maybe a week from now or two weeks from now, they look back. This is going to be one of those games where he just completely helped that bullpen out. These are the games where all of a sudden you're using four or five guys coming out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. You're trying to mix and match. You're trying to do anything. You know that you're not going to win the game, but you can't just completely just tear up your bullpen. He just helped that bullpen and this club out so much doing what he did today. Going out there and basically saying, hey, I'm probably going to be giving up some runs. The Phillies were swinging the bat extremely well today and sticking with it and getting the outs and making this a two-pitcher game, which you do not see in a 15-run ball game. Right. That uh, feels like it hasn't happened in a long time, but you know, in some weird way, Alcantara and Smelter, in particular Smelter, kind of saves the day oh, here yeah. today. 
backing up Sandy Alcantara. Uh, the offensive side of things can get lost in the shuffle here, um, but Luis Rise is now hitting 500 this season. He was <laughs> two for two tonight. Um, Garrett Cooper is three for four, and I neglected to mention him in the totals, but Yuli Gurriel, two for four, and I think we're going to see a lot more of him. He hit a home run tonight. I guess what do you kind of make of the offensive side? Three runs on nine hits. Well, if if I tell you, before this game starts, that the Marlins are going to have nine hits and they're going to score three runs, you would say the outcome of this game would be what? Well, I'd say Sandy probably may have just won that thing. Right, just because of that. So you can't get upset or mad with how the Marlins did offensively because they had guys that came up, and even in a game, it's very easy to go up there in this ball game where you're down 15-3 to and just say – Whatever, let's hurry up and let's get out of here. Right. They did not. They kept still battling. They were going out there. They were still having good ABs. And that's a testament to that coaching staff of telling these guys, hey, even if this game is over, our, our bats are not over. Our defense is not over. We still have to go out there and compete. They did that. You're going to get beat every once in a while, and you're going to be beat bad every once in a while. It's how a team – basically goes out there and plays that shows you the character of that team. For me, they still played hard, even in a lopsided game. Mm -hmm. And that's something to take out of this. All right, Gabby. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow night, buddy. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a listen to some of the highlights from tonight's ball game. Uh, we will pick things up in the bottom of the third inning. Jake Cave leading off against Sandy Alcantara. Here's a swing and a drive. Right field, it's one nothing Philadelphia. Jake Cave just parked that pitch into the second deck here at the bank. After the Cave home run that made it one nothing, Alcantara retired Clemens and Stubbs. There was nobody on in two out. Bryson Stott singled. He stole second. And then Trey Turner had an opportunity to extend the lead. One and two the count, and the pitch is a line drive into right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit, and the Phillies take a 2-0 lead. It's a two-out RBI single from Trey Turner. And then after a walk to Kyle Schwarber, it was Nick Castellanos' turn to get in on a fun. Phils have a 2-0 lead. Next offering, swing and a line drive, hit hard left field. This is trouble. This ball is banged off the wall by Castellanos. In to score is Trey Turner. Schwarber will go to third. It's a two-out RBI double for Nick Castellanos. It's 3-0 Phillies. And pin putting the finishing touches there on the bottom of the third inning, the next man up was Alec Bohm. It's the 0-1 pitch to Bohm from Smeltzer. He swings and hits it high in the air. Deep left center field and gone. It's 13-0 Philadelphia. And Bohm has gone deep for the third time this season. All right, that was the three-run homer by Bohm in the bottom of the sixth inning. We were going to get to that. But Bohm also put the finishing touches on a five-run six hit, bottom of the third. It was 5 nothing after three. The Philadelphia Phillies got four more in the bottom of the fifth. Castellanos had an RBI single. So too did Bohm. And Brandon Marsh had a two-run double. That made it 9 to nothing. And you heard the three-run homer by Bohm off of Devin Smeltzer that really saved the day. 
in the bottom of the sixth. That made it 13 to nothing. We went to the top of the seventh inning in a 13 nothing game, but leading off the seventh for the Marlins was Yuli Gurriel. Ball and two strikes to count to Gurriel. He swings and hits a high-powering drive deep to left field, way back and gone. Yuli Gurriel muscles up. He hits his first home run as a Miami Marlin. <laughs> and now it's 13-1. Is that ball coming back in the field of play? They're begging a fan to throw it. And the Marlins would get two more in the seventh. It was a 13-3 game. The Phillies would get one more in the bottom of the seventh and one more in the bottom of the eighth. And they win this ball game by a final score of 15-3 here on the south side of Philly inside of Citizens Bank Park tonight. For the Phillies, 15 runs, 20 hits, no errors, seven men left on base. The Phillies were 9 for 19 with runners in scoring position in this ball game tonight. And for the Marlins, three runs, nine hits, and no errors. They left 10 on base. Total game time, two hours and 29 minutes in front of 28,642 here at Citizens Bank Park. Nice Monday night, 64 degrees and sunny at first pitch. Matt Strom is your winner for the Phillies. He went... Uh, Five innings allowed four hits, nothing else besides a walk and six strikeouts. Alcantara, the loser, he falls to one and one on the season. For the Philadelphia Phillies, they improved to four and six. While for the Miami Marlins in game number 11 here tonight, they fall back to four and seven. Game two of this series comes your way tomorrow night. First pitch that'll feature Jesus Lazardo and Aaron Nola is scheduled for 640. As for the Marlins pitching staff tonight, in total they strike out six, and that means $150 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and AutoNation have again partnered on a campaign to strike out cancer, and for every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's now hear from a upset, and for good reason, Skip Schumacher following the 15-3 loss to the Phillies. Skip, we'll start with Sandy, obviously very uncharacteristic start for him. What did you see in the third of the thing started to take spin? Yeah, I think he's just mechanically off. Um, you know, the home run to Cave was a pulled two-seamer. You just don't see that much to the inside part of the plate. And I think he's just missing location and, um, you know, just shows he's human, you know, and that's just uh, some games you're going to – sometimes you're going to see games like this out of anybody. What was the concern there where you guys went out to go check on him? I think Stallings – signal to the dugout yeah it was uh i thought it was a health thing but it wasn't anything health related so it was just a i thought i was going to check on him for health something and it was nothing smelts are just how good for him to just get out there and eat up all those innings spot. yeah that's what he's here for is to eat up innings um you know when you know stuff hits the fan um i was hoping i wasn't gonna have to use him today obviously um but that's why you played the game you just never know and yeah he uh he ate up a lot of innings but that's obviously not what we wanted to have happen. Well, pinch hitting for a rise in the seventh, was that just getting off his feet with where the game was? or? Yeah, we're down 12. Yeah. So, um, you know, they took out um, a couple of their big boys and um, thought it was the right time to take out of a couple, uh, a couple of our guys. Those two innings, the third and the fifth, uh, you mentioned the mechanics, but also was that their approach to the Phillies. What did you see from the way they were kind of attacking Sandy? Yeah, I mean, they, they hit um, their, his fastball, his changeup. Um, his slider, I mean, they were they were on everything. And, um, again, it just felt like he was just a little bit off mechanically. And, um, you know, it's a good lineup. It's not like it's um, it's a good big league lineup with a lot of good professional hitters there. And, um, you know, they took advantage of, um, you know, a tough day for Sandy. 
Did you feel like more than others these games there's been like five or six dribblers that they're just getting out the end of the bat and they end up beating it out? Did you not did you feel like there was more of those today than usual? Yeah, but I mean that's it's I mean they I got they're good hitters, you know, and good hitters get hits and um it's not just yeah, you know, there's you know, they had some infield hits for sure, but they hit balls hard too. So it was a, a good offensive day for them and a tough day for us. The, I guess bullpen wasn't much today taxed because of Devin, but just moving forward, these starts, how sustainable is it for the club, you know, kind of having to send guys down back and forth because of, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot. it's not ideal, but a lot of teams are going through it um, around the league. And, um, you know, I, I'm guessing you're not going to see Sandy uh, do that too often. Um, it's just, again, it's, he's, he's human and stuff happens like this every now and then. And, um, you know, it's, Hopefully he's picked us up a lot, you know, and ate up innings when we needed him the most. And hopefully tomorrow um, we get the, you know, out of Zeus and see what happens. Okay, that was manager Skip Schumacher. Let's now hear from Sandy Alcantara after a performance that I'm sure uh, he would like to forget. Sandy, what do you think things started to uh, spin there in the third? Um, first, I want to say thank you, God, for keeping me healthy during the game. I don't know. Um, something happened um, quick out there, you know what I mean? I think uh, they came uh, aggressive to me in the third inning, you know what I mean? And I just want to beat Osaya in the first try, but I mean, they take advantage tonight. Skip mentioned that you felt like you were mechanically off. What did you feel about your mechanics? Uh, nothing. And I think I was doing everything great, you know what I mean? Uh, just a little cold tonight, you know, but I mean, just want to be competing tonight, you know, and that's going to happen. What adjustments did you see the Phillies hitters make the second time around against you? Uh, like I said, you know, I think um, they know they, they lose in a couple games, you know, and they know I, I throw a lot of strikes, you know, maybe they say something, hey, this guy throw too many strikes, let's swing it back, you know, and they make um, a lot of hard contact, you know, soft contact, you know, this is part of the game. Sandy, you're a competitor, and how frustrated are you after a start like this, and how badly do you want to get back out there? <laughs> I mean... You can tell, you can tell, you know, because I just want to be outside, you know, and do my best for my team, you know, give it a chance to win the game, you know, but that can happen tonight. The skip trainer and the trainers came out on the fourth. Was everything, everything feeling okay? Yeah, everything's good, you know, I mean, I don't know why they came to the mound, you know, because, I mean, they know I started the inning, throwing soft, you know, and, and I told them, I'm just starting the inning. <clears throat> what is it about the Phillies? Uh, last year, I think last August, you were cruising against them, and then they had... I think like six of seven guys reach base, kind of similar to that fourth inning. Is there the third inning? Is there something about them that like? Is it their approach, or there something they're picking up on you? Or yeah, nothing. I was doing the same with my glove, with my mechanic. You know, what I mean, like I said, they maybe say this guy thrown too many strikes from the bat. Uh, when you got through the fourth as quick as you did, did you feel like things mm-hmm. possibly could have been turning back in the right direction? And then obviously we saw what happened in the fifth. Oh yeah, you know, what I mean, I just get frustrated. You know, I mean. So those guys, you know, when I throw pitch inside, you know, they hit it to the other way. So, I mean, I just trying to get out of there, you know, and throw my best pitch, and they hit it. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Sandy. Okay, that was Sandy Alcantara. Let's get the vibes up here. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami today. 6'10", Marlins on deck with me, Stephen Trump. 6'40", Kyle Seeloff and Gabby Sanchez uh, have your call. For the second game of this three-game set with the Philadelphia Phillies, make sure to follow at Marlins Radio on Twitter. We hope to have you join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. Thanks for rewinding with us on Marlins Rewind. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.